Hey church family, welcome to our online church service. Um, Pastor Jeff and I are trying to put together some videos here every week and just stay connected with you guys. And so we're really glad you're here and um, we're hopeful that this is a, a new and creative way to just stay connected um, even though we, we can't physically be together. So we're really glad you're here. And I want to cover a couple of things real quick, um, just as reminders. Uh, first of all, as you all know, probably by now, um, we are, we've had to cancel all church activities and services. And we have set that in motion till the end of March um, until we hear further notice about what we'll be doing in April. So just, we really want to encourage you to stay connected with us through our website, um, also through Facebook. We even have an Instagram account. And we'll be putting together all these videos and putting them on our YouTube channel as well. So all the links will be available to those places um, here on the screen, but also wherever we're posting this. So definitely make sure you stay connected with us, okay? Um, so in addition to that, as we, as we are not meeting together, and so many of you, um, part of your worship and your service to the Lord is that you, you give monetarily to um, the church to keep things going, to continue the ministry. And so we, we want to uh, provide opportunities for that as well. So just as a reminder that you can always mail in um, your donations to here right here to the church and we'll be here to process some of that. Um, you can drop it off at our mailbox slot that's outside of the building which is a secure way to do that. Um, but we, but even more convenient is that we have um, online giving and so if you go to our, our website you can go through and click, it's like two buttons on our website and uh, it'll take you to a secure page where you can go ahead and put all your information in and even allows you to do like reoccurring payments and stuff. So that is an option for you guys that are able to continue to give. We know that this time frame is going to be tough on all of us um, in, in so many ways but including finances. Um, so we just wanted to make sure you guys know about those options going forward. And we also wanted to talk about a little bit about how we're going to try to stay connected as a church. So one of the ways that we're trying to stay connected with you guys is we have phone numbers for as many people as we could possibly gather that are either members here or regularly attending and we split those out between some different leaders and people who have been willing to to be the contact person to call you guys through the weeks here as this progresses and just check in see how you're doing um, see if you have any needs that uh, maybe we can meet uh, prayer requests for the church so be expecting a phone call through you know, at least weekly here for a while, and if you don't hear from us, that might be because we don't have your information yet, or maybe you're new to praise and we just haven't connected yet in that way, so please give us a call and let us know you'd like to be on a list. The other way to stay connected is, as I've talked about before, we're going to have uh, regular updates and videos that we're posting on Facebook, and we'll have any other updates as things change. Uh, will be there. We're going to be doing m some stuff on Instagram, but mostly it'll be Facebook and our website. And then all of our videos that we're going to be posting, messages from Pastor Jeff for services, all of that will be located on YouTube as well. And all of the links should be <laughs> posted somewhere here for you. So as we move forward, we're going to just try to do weekly um, current current event kind of messages here where where Pastor Jeff's been 
sitting with the Lord and hearing what He has to say to him, uh, about this time for us as a church. And so if you just keep, keep looking for um, these posts, these different messages, we're hopeful it'll be an encouragement to you and just keep us all moving forward as a church and as a body because um, just because we don't meet physically doesn't mean we're not still a family and united in spirit. So as the worship director, I wanted to just kind of touch base a little bit on where my heart is this week um, and just kind of for the ongoing this crisis, this pandemic thing that we're in the middle of. It just, it feels so crazy to even say that, um, that we're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and I just think, you know, what's really been on my heart is, you know, what does our yes sound like in the middle of this? What does our yes to the Lord look like and sound like in the middle of trials and like this, where, where the whole world is in the middle of fear and panic and we're seeing you know, these stores emptied because people are worried they're not going to have what they need in the middle of this crisis. And what does is, what is a, a yes sound like and look like from a believer who believes that God is the God of abundance and that He gives freely? So as I've been thinking about this, um, I wanted the one song that has really come to my mind a lot is, I raise a hallelujah. And so if you just think about these lyrics, you know, what is your what does your yes sound like? Well, I'm just gonna read some of the lyrics for you. Um, I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm, louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated, the king is alive. This is our yes. This is where we say, you know, it doesn't matter that there is panic. It doesn't matter that there are concerns, real valid worries and concerns. There, there's all of this happening around us and these restrictions and the solitude and maybe some of you are being put in risky situations where you actually might be um, around people a lot and all of these things are valid but yet what does God have to say for us and what do we say back to Him? May your yes be louder and louder and louder and louder in this storm that you would actually believe him to be the God that he says he is, that he's still sovereign, he's still reigning in the midst of this. He is alive and our hope can arise that this will end. He, he will have his way and good will come of these things. So I just want to pray for us as we go into Jeff's message that, um, that we would just set our hearts on the Lord and, and really truly surrender our yes. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you that you are reigning still. That none of this surprises you. Lord, we just thank you and we say yes to you right now. We say yes to your plan and your will. And we thank you, God, that you have gone way ahead of us, way before us. And that you know all there is to know about how to deal with this situation. Lord, we thank you that you have ordained and divine really amazing appointments with you and with others during this time. And that you are not silent, so neither will we be. We will just scream louder and louder, yes, even in the middle of this storm. Yes to you, yes to your plan, yes to your will. Yes, that we love you. And we thank you. In your son's holy name, amen.
Hi Praise Community Church, we're back again. Appreciate all the great feedback we got from the initial video that we did. Obviously this is kind of pushing us and a lot of churches into new areas as we look at how to fill this gap uh, with all that's going on in our city, our world, and so uh, we appreciate those of you that are taking the time to watch this. Uh, means for us to just kind of stay connected uh, with you and you with us. And our goal really is in this period of time to try to just bring uh, devotions, uh, messages, and to put those online as just a way of continuing to encourage you, to talk to you about what we feel like God is saying to us uh, in this time. So again, appreciate you being here and taking time to listen to this message. Our goal was to have this up on the website sometime this weekend so that at your convenience you could kind of just watch this. And we're hoping maybe to at some point, maybe depending on how long this goes, we may end up doing some live events. But again, this is uh, new to me, new to us. And so we're just kind of experimenting here and appreciate again your patience as we kind of learn some new ways of reaching out, connecting, and communicating with the people in our church. I want to kind of just talk a little bit about a message that uh, kind of came to me uh, maybe a week, a week and a half ago, and God really kind of breathed on this particular word for me when I was in the prayer room last week. I kind of shared it there, and we just really kind of felt the Holy Spirit's presence really on that word. And it comes out of the Gospel of John, the fourth chapter, and it really kind of occurs with Jesus's interaction with the Samaritan woman at the well. And so I kind of want to just read that to you uh, from John's Gospel there, chapter 4. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn there as well. And I want to just kind of begin there in verse 4 of John 4. And it says, Jesus had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew. And I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Now this is really kind of interesting in the context of why the woman is at the well at noontime. Typically in that day and age, women would often go to the wells very early in the morning and they would get their water for the day. But this woman kind of goes to the well at noontime, at a time that most people were not there. And as I got to thinking about that, I'm thinking this is kind of the ultimate in social distancing, which is a phrase we're hearing a lot about uh, in this time. And this was the ultimate social distancing because this woman, I believe, kind of lived a life that many people 
felt uncomfortable being around her. And, and I think she had kind of maybe a reputation that, that people didn't want to associate with her. Uh, maybe there was a lot of gossip in the town with her. And, and so she doesn't go in the mornings because she wants to avoid maybe the, the looks, uh, the whispering, the comments that maybe people would make to her. And so she goes at a time when she knows no one was going to be there and it's there that she kind of encounters Jesus and they begin to have this conversation and Jesus breaks all of these uh, taboos these uh, you know customs of number one not speaking to a Samaritans Jews didn't have anything to do with Samaritans and on top of that she's a woman and, and so Jesus is just breaking a lot of cultural taboos here in speaking to a Samaritan woman and he asks her for a drink and she simply says you know why would you a Jew be asking me a Samaritan woman for a drink she recognized this was very um, just just didn't happen um, and I want you to hear Jesus' statement to her, because I don't think this is just a statement Jesus was making to this woman. I think this statement was to her, but I think it, it kind of reverberates throughout time. And it is a statement that I think can have great impact on us today in the current situation that we're in. And listen to what he says to her. He says, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. Wow, what a response. So I just want to just take a few moments with you and I kind of want to just break down that statement that Jesus said to her. He says to her, if you only knew the gift God has for you. I mean, I just sense as Jesus is saying this, I can just sense the ache in his heart, the urgency in his heart, the sense of, of just saying to her, oh, if you only knew the gift that God has for you. I think God oftentimes feels that for us as well. That God has so much for us. God has gifts for us. And if we only knew all that God had for us. I mean, I think about, you know, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of salvation, the gift of healing, the gift of deliverance. I think about, you know, the fruits of the Spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, uh, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are all gifts that God wants to give to us, gifts God wants to work into our lives. And as we're in this place of, of great uncertainty, I just believe that God wants to manifest that love, that joy, that peace, that patience for us and, and for that to be able to flow through us to others. I think throughout this ordeal, we're going to be given just multiple opportunities to manifest and to show forth those gifts of that fruit of the Spirit. We're going to, we're going to see ways that we can love people. We're going to see ways where we can show kindness to people and gentleness. I mean, I think there's going to be so many ways that we're going to be able to show forth and to demonstrate the gifts that God has for us. That those gifts aren't going to just be for our benefit, but they're going to be for the benefit and the well-being of others around us. And so I just want you to be aware, God has gifts 
for you and I. Gifts to sustain us. Gifts to just bring us uh, peace and joy, uh, faithfulness, kindness, love in the midst of all that we're going through. We're not going through this alone. We're not going through this unequipped. God has gifts that are going to get us through this and get us through this victoriously. And not just us, but those around us, our neighbors, uh, people that we come in to contact with. God has gifts for us. God has gifts for others. And oh, if we only knew the gift that God has for us and for others. He also said, and if you knew who you are speaking to. Oh, man, I just kind of stop and pause on that. Oftentimes, we come to God not realizing who we're speaking to. We come to Jesus and oftentimes we don't realize who we're speaking to. As I kind of stopped and just let that phrase, who you're speaking to, kind of just wash over me. Just so many of the titles and the names of Jesus came to mind. I think of right off the top of my head, Isaiah 9, 6, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor. I mean, oftentimes we kind of, you know, take that Wonderful Counselor and we make it like it's, it's one word. It's not. In the Hebrew, it, it is Wonderful Counselor, they're two separate words. And, and that word wonderful, what that simply means is he shall be called uh, wonderful in that he's going to do uh, wonderful things. There's going to be wonders, that, that Jesus is going to be full of wonders, of signs, of miracles. I mean, this is who we're speaking to, that, that he is wonderful, he is full of wonder. He is counselor. I mean, his perfect leadership over us is that he wants to be a counselor. He wants to give us wisdom. He wants to lead us to uh, eternal life. I mean, there, there's so much that he wants to do. He wants to comfort us. And, and he goes on and, and he kind of talks about, you know, again, wonderful counselor, mighty God. I mean, we're speaking to mighty God. We're speaking to the God who can take the impossible and make it possible. We're speaking to the God uh, where we look at a situation, there's no way. We're talking to the mighty God who can make a way. So again, it's just we need to be aware in this time as we're praying, as we're you know walking with God in this, man, we just need to know who it is that's walking with us, who it is that we're speaking to, who it is that's speaking um, to us. And, and, you know, I just had, had wrote down a number of, of things as I kind of pondered this. You know, he is the light of the world. He is the bread of life. Uh, he says to this woman, you know, I, I can give you living waters. Uh, he is the good shepherd. Uh, he is the healer. He is, the, he says, I am resurrection and life. He is the door. And, and, and just all of these things that I associate with the person uh, that Jesus came to reveal himself to be. And, and as I think about all of that, it gives me a bigger, clearer picture of the one to whom I'm speaking 
too. And again, I just want that just to kind of captivate your heart and realize that we are in contact with the mighty God, the everlasting Father, that He is the God of all comfort. He knows how to comfort us in our times uh, of difficulty, in our times of need. And so again, he says, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, he goes on and says, you would ask me. Man, I, 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 I think about that, that, that Jesus says we can ask him for anything that we have need of. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7, he says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, you shall find. Knock, the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. God is a giver. God is someone who wants to meet our needs. James 4, 2 says, we have not because we ask not. And so again, Jesus is just simply saying, if you've got a need, ask of me. And then he says to her, and I would give you living water. Again, God is a giver, and he is a giver of good gifts. Living water, that bread of life, healing, deliverance, those are all good gifts. And, and God is longing to give good things to us, to bless us. Again, God is a giver. God is a rewarder. Uh, Hebrews 11.6, uh, it says that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God wants to reward his children with good things. Jesus said this also in Matthew 7. He kind of gives this analogy, and he says to those of us that are parents, he gives us something that we can kind of relate to as parents. He says, you parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? And it's a rhetorical question. I mean, right away you're thinking, of course not. He said, or if they ask for a fish, would you give them a snake? Jesus said, of course not. And he says, so if you sinful people or parents know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? And again, James 1.5 says, if you need wisdom, and, and we're going to need a lot of wisdom in the days, weeks to come, said, ask our generous God. That's who he is. That's who we're speaking to, is a generous God, a good God, a God who knows nothing uh, but, but giving good gifts. James says that every good and perfect gift comes from God. And there's no variance, there's no changing, there's no shifting in, in the nature, the character, the attitude, the ability, the willingness of God to give good gifts to his children, to be a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so I just want to just encourage you with those words. And, and again, that interaction that Jesus had with that woman there at the well, and, and what Jesus spoke to her, it, it awakened something in her. And I believe that God wants to awaken something in us as we're going through 
this ordeal, this situation uh, with this coronavirus is that God is not leaving us on our own uh, or to our own to kind of figure this out on our own, to, to kind of feel our way through this. God is with us. He is for us. He's not going to leave us nor forsake us. He's got good gifts that he wants to give to us that are going to sustain us and bring us through this victoriously. And so again, I, I just hope that the words that Jesus spoke over 2,000 years ago to that woman there at the well, I just pray that God would breathe upon those words afresh and anew in our hearts and that we would hear what she heard. That, that we would sense that invitation to come to God as she felt that invitation to just come and to receive all that he had for her. And that is my prayer for you and I as we go through this, that we would be aware that God wants to give us good gifts, to bless us, to strengthen us, to give us courage uh, to face this without fear. And so I just pray that we are in a place that we would just open our hearts to receive everything he has for us. And like this woman, we're, we're going to walk away from this and we're just going to be totally blown away by what Jesus uh, has done for us, again, as a part of his faithfulness and his goodness to us. So let me just pray uh, with you this morning. And again, I, I, I thank you for taking this time uh, to just uh, join me uh, here today. Father God, we just thank you so much that, Lord, in, in that statement, you have said a lot. A lot that we need to hear, a lot that we need to receive, a lot that we just need to meditate on. And so, Father, I just pray these seeds of your word, spoken to that woman 2,000 years ago, would continue to speak to us even here today, that as it was a seed in her heart, it would be a seed in our heart that would just find fertile ground, that, that th these words would take root and just begin to grow and to produce much fruit in our lives, and not just for us, but for those around us as well. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you would just continue uh, to just put a hedge of protection around us. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would just continue through the power of the presence of the Holy Spirit to speak to us, to strengthen us, and to encourage us in this time and in, in the times to come. And again, Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your promises. Though they are many, Father, we thank you for all of them. And we thank you, Father, for that promise that says that you will never leave us, you will never forsake us, Father. And we thank you for all of this. And Father, again, we just we pray you'll help us just to keep our eyes fixed and focused on you, the author, the perfecter, the finisher of our faith. And we just thank you for all of this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless.